0: Thank you. show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone thank you very much for making us a part of your day we greatly appreciate it let's uh, talk a little nfl football let's get out to the sprint special guest line lease any phone and get an ipad or a samsung tab a for 99.99 visit the sprint store nearest you it makes the magic happen for 538.com he's our good friend ty shelter hi ty how are you
1: i'm fantastic how are
0: you guys Hey, we are great. Uh, let me let me ask you the same question I asked Gordon in the last segment. Out of the two underdogs this weekend, who is most likely to pull the upset?
1: Ooh, uh, great question. You know, looking at my, my power rankings, you know, the, the, my numbers here, both of these teams are pretty unlikely to pull the upset, but um, the Titans have this kind of factor. Um, they match up very well against the Chiefs. This whole thing kind of reminds me of a little bit of the, the late Mike Martz Rams, you know, where you have this chief team that can score at will. Um, you know, they're, they're so fast. The offense moves fast. They get in a lot of reps. They get in a lot of plays. They pick up yards in chunks. They score points in chunks. And, you know, they have a defense that can get turnovers, can flip the field. But this if this Titans offense runs over them the way they've been running over everybody else, I can slow down the number of possessions, slow down the clock a little bit. Um, You know, if if it's a slow touchdown, fast touchdown, slow touchdown, fast touchdown, you know, you get into the second half and all of a sudden that means the Chiefs have been out there 60, 70, 80, 90 snaps, and the Titans defenders have only been out there 30, 40, 50, right? So um, that's how a a fast-scoring team can end up falling behind and, and losing what's effectively a shootout. Um, so there's there's a path there for Tennessee if they can control the ball. Um, but even so, again, you look at what what uh, Kansas City can do. You know, if, if they can score 40 or 50 points, can Ryan Tannehill score 40 or 50 points? I don't think so.
2: I thought this was supposed to be a passing league. I, I, I thought the running backs were just a dime a dozen these days. How come no one can stop Derrick Henry?
1: well you know it starts up front of course this is a titans team that through a couple of different head coaches but but overall they've managed to do what they have been building um an offensive line that can dominate at the point of attack that can get on the front foot and then open up holes and you have a, a scheme that's designed to get the ball to derrick henry and get him running downhill you know obviously derrick henry this isn't his first year in the league this is the first time he's Uh, Carried the ball, but when you can get him two, three, four, five steps untouched before he gets to the defender, he becomes almost impossible to bring down one on one. So, if you aren't able to penetrate up front and stop him before he gets going, if you can't get two or three defenders to the ball or to the point of attack to slow him before he gets to the second level, um, you're going to have a world of trouble bringing down Derek Henry. And you know, it is a passing league. It is a points league. Passing well is better than running well in terms of efficiency and yards per play. Um, but when you've got a, fa- a running game overall, you've got the scheme to do it, you've got the commitment to do it, you've got the players to pull it off, it's very, very hard to defend. And it's, it's very demoralizing to go out there and get you know your hat handed to you down after down after down.
0: Why um... – why do you think there's so much doubt surrounding the Packers? I, um, I get it that they had, uh, you know, some clunky wins. They had some bad losses this year, but I mean, this team that's won 13 games and still has Aaron Rodgers, and they're a seven and a half point dog. Is it? Is they don't have? I, I mean, I guess what don't people like about the Packers?
1: Yeah, you know, I wrote about this a little bit for 538 earlier in the year. Um, they're, they're very, very streaky offensively. And we saw that again last week. You know, they can go out and, and put up a 21-point first quarter and then disappear until the fourth. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is great in fits and starts when he's confident in his receivers, which is practically never. Um, Aaron Jones has been a a great two-way threat for them out of the backfield, inside the tackles, outside the tackles, in the passing game, Um, but it doesn't seem still like they're really building the game plan around him, even though he is kind of in the straw that stirs the drink for them. And defensively, you know, they started off so hot that first month. Their numbers were right up there with the best units in the league. We were thinking, oh boy, you know, if this this Green Bay Packers team has a top-five defense, look out. And then they really struggled to maintain that pace. Um, you know, they've, they've struggled in the backfield uh, defensively. Um, you can pick them apart a little bit. The pass rush has been great. Um, you know, Zadarius Smith and excellent Preston Smith, they've been awesome at getting pressure on the quarterback, which is something the Packers haven't been able to do. But the coverage hasn't been consistent. The run stopping hasn't been consistent. And overall, as a unit, they've been hot and cold a little bit. So, you know, if you can expose them, you can pick them uh, apart in the back end. Uh, you know, you can keep games close or, or even get behind and force Aaron Rodgers to make a comeback and, and force him to make throws he doesn't want to make, force him to stand in the pocket and take some hits he doesn't want to hit. Uh, Now, I was one of many who thought the Seahawks were so hot on the road. The way they were playing was a tough matchup. I really thought the Packers were going to get upset last week. And all credit to Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and that whole offense uh, for for doing what they needed to do to get that win. Uh, But you're talking about going into Santa Clara against a very physical, very balanced, very consistent team. And you have a rookie head coach going up against Kyle Shanahan, who's made every opposing coach look stupid all year long. I I really like San Francisco in this one.
2: Uh, Who do you think is the best team left? Uh, Where do you have the Niners in your power rankings?
1: (sighs) Yeah, it's tough. They've played so many close games. You know, they're not... They're not a blowout factory. This isn't, you know, the Ravens are chiefs where they're going out and, and hanging pinball scores on people and you think, you know, they can't be stopped. But they keep putting themselves in winning situations and they keep closing it out. Uh, they've been so creative and so well balanced. Um, you know, I think they're, they're very, very strong. Had the Ravens survived the Titans, I would have told you the Ravens are the strongest team left. Um, and I, I love Andy Reid, and I want so badly for him to cash in with this team. He deserves it. The, the team's been so good for so long. Um, they've fallen short in the playoffs so many times. Uh, but then that also turns around and gives me pause. Like, can I really say that the Chiefs are the favorite to win at all when Andy Reid's never done that? Um, so I, I think really San Francisco has to be the favorite overall until proven otherwise.
2: Ty, you mentioned uh, the Ravens. Uh... That brought back a, a sorry memory for me because Austin and I had a bet on that game, and uh, I picked the Ravens, and I lost. And it cost me dearly, I want you to know. It's just it, <laughs> shows, it shows you, though, in, in in the playoffs, man, I'm telling you, anything can happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, obviously there were a bunch of bad breaks at the beginning, and they were still there at the end as, as I was tweeting. It looked like the Titans kind of... You know, hey, we don't really need to go all out. We're, we're, you know, up by like 13. We, you know, he can we can let him run through us, and he ran it down to you know within in the red zone with uh, you know almost five minutes left, and they weren't trying to tackle him. Like you guys know, if you let him score here, and they get the two point conversion, suddenly it's a one possession game with over four minutes left. Um, But they they did close out. Obviously, the Titans did. Um, you know all credit to them for that six seed getting this far it's it's impressive Um, but then of course you've got uh, the two seed and then the one seed and the two seed in the other side of the bracket and really overall the NFL has been really really effective at putting the top two seeds in the conference finals I've got a piece on that going up tomorrow at 538 Uh, as, as cool as this Titans run has been and as many as Great wildcard games you can remember. Um, wildcard runs, you know, the Giants a couple of times, Steelers in 2005, those type of runs, we end up with the winniest teams at the end, and I think that's what we really want to see.
0: Ty Schalter from 538 with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Who's won the coaching carousel in the NFL this year?
1: Oh, man, well, you know, in a way, I think it's kind of Carolina because they identified a guy they wanted to build their team around. Uh, they want to switch directions on offense. Um, but David Tepper, as an owner, this is this is his shot across the bow. You know, they they wanted him to come in and bid for an NFL team because they wanted to add a guy who had billions, multiple billions in the bank. It's not, you know, grandson of somebody who bought an NFL franchise for 500 bucks 80 years ago. They wanted somebody with big money, big checks who could cut checks for stadium improvements, who could cut checks for free agents, who could partner with the NFL and make them stronger and kind of lead them, be the new Jerry Jones type of guy. Uh, well, guess what? Wanted the interview? At rule, you're not going to get him because Tepper is going to roll in there and cut a bigger check than anybody else is prepared to cut. Um, and and. You know, whether that ends up being the right or the wrong decision, they're the most decisive. They went past their guy um, who is, uh, you know, is going to bring in innovation. He's not a retread. He's not a son. He's not a father. He's not somebody that uh, worked with somebody. He's somebody who's going to come in and, and give the Carolina Panthers a new identity and a new direction. And I think that's something you are not seeing enough of in the NFL right now.
2: Ty, who's the best player in uh, in all of football? Is it Lamar Jackson?
1: I mean, yes, right now. give if, if mean, right now in this moment, who's the guy that I'm scaredest as a coordinator to have to go up against is Lamar Jackson. Obviously, um, it, it's, it's weird to say that right now on the heels of the Titans' loss. And any, any player, you know, we saw it with RG3 too, right? You know, tore up the league for a year. Can he do it a second year? Can he do it a third year? Those are, those are open questions. But his combination of, of talent and skill, the way that he has uh, improved his own game, you know, the mental game is there, the commitment to the game is there, and, and the coaching has been there to put him in position to win. So as long as all of those things are still there, uh, Lamar Jackson is, is absolutely the most fearsome player to try and stop in the NFL, and I think he's going to cont- continue to improve.
0: Ty, thank you as always. Enjoy the football this weekend.
1: My pleasure. Anytime, guys.
0: Thanks, Ty. Ty Shelter of 538.com. He is a man who gets really excited
1: about NFL football.
2: You can tell he loves what he covers.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. Well, that's a, you know his job to get well, yeah, excited I know, about. Some people don't. It. I get you. You're still picking the favorites. Uh, Ty did. I'm asking you.
2: There's going to be an upset. You think? Yep. I hope so. If there's a, if there's
0: an upset, then it's going to be the Titans. Don't you think? I don't know, but Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I could see the Packers doing it. I, I honestly could see either team doing it. I think the NFL is cheering against the Titans.
2: Because they think that is a sort of a nondescript team that nobody really wants to root for, except for Austin.
0: It's just it's not as much star power, maybe. I yeah. mean, Ryan Derrick Henry is a star, don't get me wrong, but he's not, you know, these star quarterbacks. And Ryan Tannehill just doesn't move the meter. It's kind of another one of those... Carrie Collins situations.
2: Awesome. Will you explain to our listeners one more time how you became a Titans fan? It's real simple. Uh, I was a diehard, like more so loved the 49ers more than any person in my life. Uh It was unhealthy. And then uh, their run kind of came to an end, and I moved into being more of a baseball fanatic and an NBA fanatic, and I felt like I still needed an NFL team, and I really, really liked Steve McNair and Eddie George. And I liked watching them play, and I thought, I like their uniforms, too. So I'll just I'll swing over to the Titans here, and boom. Right. Super Bowl appearance, and then more than that since. That was it. They're probably the least of the marquee teams left uh, in the
0: playoffs. Right. Wouldn't you say? It, I'd right? love to see them there, though. I would. Do they remind you of the Trent Dilfer Super Bowl champions? <laughs> A little bit. Hey, Super Bowl champions. That's a key word in that sentence. (laughs) Who cares who your quarterback is? So who do you think the NFL wants? Would
2: they want the Niners? Probably the,
0: oh, I don't know, the Packers uh, chefs maybe. I mean, there's a lot of Packer interest across the country. It's not a huge market, but there are a lot of Packer fans. Uh, I think they'd want the chefs just because they'd want Mahomes on that stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they'd mind either the Packers or the Niners. Yeah,
2: those are glory franchises for sure.
0: There's lots of good storylines there too. Kyle Shanahan back in the Super Bowl after absolutely blowing it for the Falcons. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, man, I'm just sitting here trying to think who is the who is the greater of the glamour franchises, the Packers or the Niners?
0: Ah, I got to go with the Packers there, right?
2: Probably that that should be encouraging the Jazz fans because uh, Green Bay, obviously, a small market.
0: Yeah, but they were one of the originals. The Jazz weren't, unfortunately. When you're one of the originals, I think that carries a lot of weight because you got time to build up that fan base. Going back to, like, 1919. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.